Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Trainers Tribe with Dale Sidebottom and my host today, and always, Kyle Wood. <laughs> Try to do something a little bit different there, mate. So, guys, today we are, we are talking about testing your big ideas or big idea or whatever that might be. And um, as always, Kyle and myself have, uh, well, I think the only way, they're not failures. And I always talk about these that, do you know what I mean, that it's always a learning curve and that you know what I mean? You're only going to find out if something works by doing it. Um, I've got a couple of sort of horror stories and things that didn't work out. And I know that you've got some ones too that may not have been as financial or beneficial to your brand and success that you thought they would be when you had the amazing idea walking along the beach or in the shower. Very well, thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm great, mate. Absolutely flying. I think I'm settled in now to uh, lockdown stage four, second one. First yeah. two weeks. First two weeks, I've yeah, I was really flat. I actually find the weekends the hardest, um, just yeah. simply because I've gotten nothing to do and I've got no purpose. Um, so I actually said to my wife. Last weekend, I can't wait for the weekend to be over. And I looked in the mirror and I said, well, who in their right mind would ever wish the weekend? I love the weekends. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually enjoying the week because I feel like I've got some structure and I've got something to do. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm in a really good headspace now. I've come to terms with what yeah. we're going through and um, just got on with it. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I don't think you're alone with that. Like, uh, you know, one of my team members, Teresa, she's also in, in Melbourne there. And, and yeah, on Monday I'll send her a message to me like, how are you doing now the weekend's down? Cause you know, kids home and things as well. So, um, meanwhile, I've got trainers in like Queensland who are like, Hey, we're basically back to normal. Yeah, I know. Can, you know, <laughs> can, do you have some stuff for us? So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting time, um, to, to be living for sure. Mm, it is, but I think that's where also it's a really exciting time because you've got the opportunity now to launch or test something that you may yeah. have been dreaming or thinking about, but do you know what? You haven't had the right time. And at the moment, there's no such thing. This is the right time to do anything because people have got more time on their hands. They're open to new opportunities. And for a lot of people, you know, gyms are still closed or they don't have their normal routine. So this is your time to shine and test some ideas. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, do you have a – and uh, for listeners as well, Kyle and myself, uh, I've been repeating a few stories lately, lately. So I'll make sure I've got some new ones for you today. So <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to rinse and repeat the same old story. So, Kyle, do you want to start? What What's some big ideas that you've had that maybe – didn't work out or the testing phase, you know, may not have been as sort of beneficial of your thought. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this is, this episode is, I'll mention is a sort of continuation of episode 17, which we don't put numbers. So this is the <laughs> continuation <laughs> of um, five steps to uh, create and launch your, your online offer. So this we're really diving into step two, which was like testing your idea. And this is, yeah, as you said, this is something we don't, we don't do enough. We have this great idea. Like I said, walking on the beach or in the shower, having a bath, 
Uh, and then we're like, you know, if we don't just initially discount it, which we'll, we can talk about that today, uh, we just dive in and create this thing, put in all this time and effort, send it out to the world and crickets. I feel like people who are, who are inventors, you know, like the classic style of inventors who go on like Dragon's Den and stuff like that are kind of <laughs> like this. Like they've put all this time and effort into creating this product, uh, you know, hundreds of hours of R&D before they've even taken it to someone to see if they're willing to buy it, spend yeah. money on it. So that's what this step is about. This is about seeing if someone actually wants to buy or engage with this idea that you've had, whether the idea is for something to do online, as we've been talking about, or even as I'll share a story today to do with uh, an, an extra service or sort of thing that you want to offer to your existing clients. Uh, testing your idea is also a great way if you're the kind of person who really feels like they struggle with like motivation and momentum. So maybe you've got all these ideas, but you haven't created them yet because it, it just seems too big just seems too much uh you don't know where to start you may not have the resources so testing your idea is about coming up with a very simple basic version of your idea so everything's stripped back sometimes it's called a, a minimum viable product everything's stripped back uh and then you can get that out into the world and see if it resonates with people see what their reaction is see if people are asking for more and I'll put lots my, of... yeah, lots of hands. And I'll put my hand up that I am horrible at this. And mm-hmm. um, I, I never test anything. I just create it. I build it. And I've had so many things that I thought were going to be unbelievable. And I'll, I'll share one. Dude, we, we're up to sharing stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah so shopping. I, God, I never, I, I just believe in myself and I'll go and do it. And a lot of time yeah. I've invested a lot of money and these things, well, they've done nothing. Anyway, um, with that, what I've found, and, and I'll come back to the story, but even if you do create something, it might be five years down the track that you realize, oh, I can introduce that to something else. And I've actually figured mm. that out, that um, I feel nothing you create isn't of benefit somewhere down the track or a lesson or something. But yeah. anyway, um, about four years ago, um, when my fitness game zone website was, it was all right. I just... It, wasn't unreal and I didn't love it, Kyle. So um, I've got a, a good mate in New Zealand, Carl Conliffe, and we did a lot of work presenting all over New Zealand together around sort of education, movement and gamifying sort of games to make learning and movement fun. And um, I remember doing a workshop in Wellington at his school and we had a beer before he dropped me off the airport to come back to Melbourne. And he goes, if you ever want to do something together, let me know. He goes, I used to be a pro gamer. And anyway, we got into it and He's really good at creating membership sites and I was very good at creating the game. So together we created this thing called learning with games and you can go and check it out. It's still live. I don't, I think you can get about four or five games for free and they might be good in your session. So learning with dot games, that's the website. Go and check it out. Anyway, I think I created about 30 different games and each game was in five or six different parts. Each part had instructions, a PDF, and then a video. So over the period of, oh, I think it would have been six months. I think I did like 150 videos. Yeah. Like anyway, it was a crazy amount of work. And I was doing this on the side of doing everything else. And I remember when we launched and we're so excited. Like the website's really good. Like Carl yeah. makes all my websites. And it was like unreal. 
But the big but there was that we both already had other products going on and we had other things. So this wasn't our main, like we're very proud of it, but it wasn't our main sort of, yeah, if that makes sense. It was a joint venture and I feel that we didn't plan or think it out correctly because we didn't invest enough time in once we'd created it, we put so much time in making it, then we didn't know how to market or get it out there. So we did sell memberships and we ended up figuring out that we would run a full day workshop together all over New Zealand and then they would get a membership. But for the amount of work and the quality of the site, it just never took off. And the reason being that I, don't get me wrong, it formed a really good friendship with Carl. We did some great workshops and things like that. But as far as the product went, um, we didn't know how to market it and we didn't know how to sell it. We didn't know who our audience was and we still don't. So go and check that out. But (laughs) as I said, now all those games that I did, I created on there. I've now put them on the fitness game zone. So they're, they're being used somewhere. I've also figured out how to create courses. I've also made a really good friend who's now built all my other websites. So through that time and energy investing in that, I didn't get the outcomes I thought with like learning with games, but I've got a lot of other things out of it. So that's probably my message I want to do here that the idea you think you might have, make it, this is my model, make it, but it might not work out how you want, but it'll open up other doors for you. But mm-hmm. I know that's not always how you operate, is it? Uh, I mean, I've definitely been down that that path, but I think I came across this idea of testing your sort of plans pretty early on and it just You're became better. something You're much better I, at this. I like adopted into into my workflow. Uh, I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely gone down paths of um, maybe maybe creating too much at once. <laughs> but I had uh, one That's friend who does thing. quite well with, with courses and she told me like online courses, she's like, I've never created a course before I've launched it. So she's I've heard this always all the time. Got always got people to sign up and pay for the thing that she's gonna create before she spends does hundred and fifty videos for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I tried uh, this last year actually. I I came up with a course, uh, did a lot of like research into what trainers were looking for and came up with this course Fitness is my passion. And um it was kind of like a, a boot camp instructor course, but like more, more well-rounded in terms of it covered like business, not just like the planning and training side of things, but also like the business and marketing and stuff like that. And um, so I did a big, big launch for that, which some people listening to this probably remember. And then I sold four courses and that was like, I, I had to sell it a lot harder than you like to sell than i like to sell to get to that four and my goal was to have 10 people so that's that this was as part of testing i was like if i can get 10 people signed up paid then you know i'll work my butt off over this next couple of months delivering creating and delivering this course like i had the had the course outline all written out i just hadn't created any of the, the actual content yet so um yeah so i ended up it was like going back and forth. Do I still run it? Do I not? So I ended up not running that. Um, and so that was like, I'll be honest, like that was, it felt, it was really disappointing. Like, um, cause I'd still put a lot of effort into the creation of the thing. 
but it was also, it costs a lot more than I had charged people who followed bootcamp ideas before. So I think there was that, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was part of it or, or what, but I'm glad that, that I didn't take the time to create this whole thing and then, and then launch it. Hmm. That make that makes sense. I just and I've got uh, like I've got a couple of mentors that say exactly the same thing. Don't create anything to sold it, but that that gives me anxiety. Like I'm like yeah, <laughs> I, and I and I reckon people listening are like yeah, but then you, but what happens if you sell something yeah. you can't produce? Like whereas if I've created <laughs> something, I know what it is. Even and that's where yeah. like even with learning with games, like I look at it and I'm like wow, this is really good, and I use it still, but. I didn't sell any of it. So yeah. I don't know if I would like to sell someone a membership or a course and then say, right, now I've got to create 150 videos. I would, <laughs> that would give me severe anxiety. So I don't know. Do you, do you feel like that? Well, that then you're really, I don't know, you, you're really holding yourself accountable in a way. You are, yeah. And like I called it a pilot program. So it was cheaper than it was going to cost full price. Um, so that they knew that it was going to be a bit rough around the edges, but that can sometimes be a better way to learn anyway, because I'm more engaged. They're more engaged. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean about, about like pre-selling things and oh. I wouldn't have sold it without having a very clear, like list of like the outcomes expected and what was actually, you know, rather than just like this general idea. Uh, when I launched Bootcraft, I had, I, I didn't pre-sell that. I had it up and running, but there was only 33 workout ideas on there. There's like 850 now. So uh, with that, it was really about like making, you know, rather than spending hours and hours and hours and hours uploading all these workout ideas, uh, I decided to let that group of people be a part of that. So I was able to launch it. And then I had a pretty strict schedule that I stuck to of adding new ideas every day for the first couple of months. So there, there are different ways you can do it. And with that, I knew that was a good concept because, you know, I'd sold eBooks and things around the same topic. So you could say like the eBooks you I'd sold yep. previously were testing that, oh, people will pay money for this thing. Mm. I think the, the model as well, like, because we've both got very, with Bootcraft and Fitness Games, and they're very similar. We've nearly got the same amount of games and, they're just a little bit different, like workouts yeah. and games or whatever. Um, with yours, I, I love the model that you went with that you made it, and that's why you've got such a thriving community, that you made mm -hmm. it all about the community. Whereas with mine, I started, like every game I'd ever created, I was using those in my workshops or in my fitness sessions, and I would put them on fitness games. And when I launched, I had nearly 400 games on there, but they were all created by me. So I didn't get any feedback or anything. And, and I've continued that way that anything I use in a live session, a boot camp, or a workshop, I'll just continue to add to that site. Yeah. So yeah. what it ends up, what it was for me again, is like, instead of sending all these packages, they'd got the people who are attending my sessions had it all in one library. But whereas you have made it a community experience and everybody feels a part of it. So I think that's a good thing to remember as well. Do you know what I mean? If you want to team up with somebody else 
in your local area and build it as like a hub. If you've got a, an idea, yeah. you can test it. So, and that way you're not doing all the work yourself because I yeah. know the the way you've done it, guys, it's a great way because then you're getting different voices and different people's opinion and they're getting to share and they feel pride in it. Whereas I know the amount of work I do because I create every game myself. <laughs> I do all videos for each other and, and, the, like, and there's just a lot more that goes into it. So, but both work, do you know what I mean? And I think, like you said, I'd sold ebooks i'd sold other things as well that new people that followed me or the tribe that i was building liked my style whereas you did it like they liked your style but then you also included them in the story and the journey mm-hmm. um which i think is a brilliant idea i think that's a great one yeah yeah i've got another story to share uh this one was with my face-to-face boot camp so I'd been thinking about adding some sort of like nutrition sort of thing. Like I've got this idea in my head that, you know, that was sort of the other half of the picture. This is before like the sort of mental wellness stuff was so big. So basically health was seen as like exercise and what you eat. And there was sort of missing this like third part of the triangle, which is like <laughs> big hole, big was gap. actually going. Yeah, exactly. Which is a big gap. Yeah, right. Because it's like gap. both of those are going to be influenced by what's what your headspace is like. So we, uh, yeah, so I did like, it was sort of like an accountability because, you know, we're limited as trainers uh, without extra qualifications, what we can actually do nutrition wise. So it was kind of an accountability thing. It was like four weeks long and uh, I didn't know if I wanted to charge money for it. I didn't know if this is something that I wanted to offer ongoing. I didn't even know if something my clients were interested. So I ran it for free and I just was like, I need 10 people again, 10 clients, put it out to all my clients. So 10 clients, come join me. I'll send you a weekly email and we'll check in along the way with how we're going. And um, yeah, it, it was it was good. It worked well. Like clients got some great results. But I realized by the end of the four weeks that I didn't really want, I wasn't really enjoying being this kind of accountability person for clients. So it was a great way for me to test and be like, is this something that I actually want to offer ongoing? No, not really. Um, and the feedback we got from the clients as well was like that it was it was good, but that was part of the stuff I asked them at the end. It was like, would you pay money for this? And they were like, yeah. And so if people aren't even saying yes to that, because <clears throat> we know sometimes people just say yes when then you actually ask them for the money and they don't uh, give you any money. But yeah, so that was that was a great way to test because it was just four weeks and a few emails of my life, and um, and then I was able to see that you know rather than like again kidding out like think of how big that could have gotten I could have hired and paid a nutritionist to like do this thing and and uh, you know charge me all, all those clients and build out a website and done all this stuff um, to. Uh, just realize a month later that I don't really like doing this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was a good, that was a good experience. And that was a good way of testing. That's a time that testing worked really well just for my own, satisfy my own curiosity. Mm, I, I like that. And one thing I want to get your opinion on here is you said that was free. Um, other things yeah. you've done. What's your, uh, when you're testing something, as free and then you want people to pay after that. What has been Mm -hmm. your experience of that? Because um, I personally don't like doing things for free 
as much anymore because then if mm. they're free and you ask people to pay on top of that or, or when they've already got it for free, they don't. I don't know. What's your view or opinion on that? Yeah, I say I, I do that less now too, like free, because I just find I'll get a more accurate, even if I do like a discounted price, like even if it's a heavily discounted price, I'll get a more accurate idea of of what, of the like engagement level that I'm going to get from the person versus doing things for free where sometimes people just sign up for stuff because it's for free. And then you're putting in all this work, creating this thing and trying to get feedback from them and they're not giving anything. So yeah, I think uh, when you're starting out, free is a great way and you don't have a name for yourself in maybe this area that you're testing. Free is a great way to just get people in and get people trying it and experiencing it. But as you uh, become more established, uh, I think, yeah, doing some sort of pricing, even if it's, yeah, like I said, heavily discounted, like you could give people like 80% off to be in this pilot 80, program. Yep. Uh, just make sure it's like probably not forever, not like a lifetime. If it's a membership thing, they get like the first period for for a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah, but. I think that's I think that's the way to go. Mm. Um, I like depends I like on. I like sorry, mate. When when they got skin in the game, when people have yeah. invested and put some form of money in there, that perceived value goes up, and they're more inclined mm-hmm. to join in and value it. Whereas if you're giving something for free, there's no value in it. They haven't had to take any money out of their wallet, their bank, and I think that's how they value it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, and what, I know. What are you uh, doing? Sorry, mate. Like, well, no, no. I just that's made me think of. I know, like Seth Godin's done stuff in the past where he's like uh, done something for free, but you have to donate a hundred dollars to charity. So once you email him the receipt of like you know that you've donated, then he'll like let you in the program. So that's, that's a way cool. you can kind of like do things for free, but get people to put skin in the game because people are maybe more likely to donate something to charity um rather than pay you straight away and then they it's sort of like a bit of a win-win win situation mm. that happens uh and then you get to get test things out um that's a that's cool. also a nice well i just know the feeling that we both had at the start of the year with the bushfires when we did that sale yeah. and you know we raised ten thousand dollars that um how good that felt by being able to help other people you know that we were in a position that we we're able to do that and yeah, if we're testing something, I think that's, I'd never heard that, but I just know the feeling of, um, yeah, what that was felt personally. Um, I was very proud of it. And, and then you also get those people that are doing something good for somebody else as well. So that's it. Yeah. Seth Godin, that's why he's the best, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and now I think about it, he's got some good stuff on like free versus paid and I can't remember it right now, but you could probably like just Google that on his website. He's probably listening. Uh, G'day, Seth. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a good, he's a good friend and a follower, Seth. So if you're out there, mate, thanks again. <laughs> oh, little, little jokes there for you, mate. Imagine, imagine if he sent us an email. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would uh, be cool. There's, there is one way you could do stuff for free, uh, and so that's like because we're talking about testing your idea, but testing your idea could just be like a social media post, you know, around the topic of the thing to see if it resonates and engages with people. Uh, so 
that um, or a series of posts, you know, to start getting a bit of ramp. So that's a way you could kind of do stuff for free rather than, yeah. And that's a way like it's not costing you a lot in terms of having to set up like infrastructure in terms of like groups and websites and, you know, like spreadsheets or whatever you're going to use to track the thing that you're doing. Mm. Uh, you know, so that that's a good way to test as well to see if people are, are even interested. Yeah, in, well, it gives you a bit of validation. Topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you get, you know, like some comments and some go by that more, like engagements, people asking questions, things like that, uh, and then you can you can see if it's uh, if it's good. And then I think the thing you have to do after you test is you have to you have to be honest with like you have to let because there's going to be probably a lot of feelings tied up around this idea you've had that it's this great idea. And once you've tested it, if it doesn't resonate with people, people don't pay money for the pilot program or don't, you've got to let it go. Like you've got to just feel like, and that's, it's really hard because it's always like this emotional, you know, build up like last year with the course, like I I was so psyched about it. I really felt like I'd like, like, you know, hit, hit the nail sort of on the head and, you know, all this experience that I had brought into it and to just let that go and be like, it's just not, it's not what the people in my group, in my audience are needing right now. Or it might not be the and, right um, time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. You still yeah. got that. Like, and that's it. And as I was saying, like that, it just may not be the right time. And and that's mm-hmm. not a reflection on you. That's, it might be a simple little tweak that, you know, the way you're targeting people or the outcomes you're getting, or it mm-hmm. might be, do you know what I mean? In two or three time when you've built up a bigger following and that's when they're more advanced and they might want that then. So do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's all also good to be seeing, to be trying new things and putting yourself out there. Um, but I think if you are going to test something out, you've then got to, you've then got to back it up. You've then got to go through with it. And yeah. <clears throat> so an example of that, <clears throat> Sorry, mate. Uh, this was about five or six years, uh, five years ago now. I was in Bali on a holiday and I remember doing a social media post saying, I'm going to run retreats here next year. And I remember Bree, my uh, girlfriend at the time, said, what is this? You haven't even spoke about this. And I said, oh, well, I'll see if anyone wants it. And I got about three messages. I'm like, beauty. That, that a year later, we're over there running retreats. Like, But yeah. that didn't cost me anything to do that post. It was just like, oh, this sounds cool. But then when there was people that, oh, they want it, Oh, it's three people from one post, then let's do it. And do you yeah. know what I mean? So you don't have yeah, to yeah. plan things out. You can just think of things. And if you do get yeah, one or two yeah. people interested, then oh, they might yeah. tell their friends. And that's all it needs to be. You don't even need yeah, to think exactly. of it. I hardly even thought of yeah. it. And <laughs> it just it just sort of happened. So yeah, I, I think that's a that's a really good point there. That an idea it just has to be an idea. It doesn't have to be any more. But yeah. you know, you need to also see if people like that idea. And yeah, there's all different ways of testing that. You can go through with a full product, you can do a social media post, you can reach out to people that already come to your sessions. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a number of ways, but yeah, find what works for you, test it out. Um, I think hopefully those stories today, Kyle, give people an idea that yeah, like we've, I think both of us to combined have done. Well, I've done some things, and as I said, I don't, I, I don't regret any of them. I think they're quite funny, and I look at that learning games website and thought, wow, that was a lot of, a lot of hours. But um, it taught me a lot of other things. And I know you were just saying with, do you know what I mean? Like that course, that yes, do you know what? It was a bit disappointing, but that's also a great message that it didn't work. It's not a reflection of you. Get on with it. Don't, don't let that hold you back because it's, yeah. 
that, that, that the only person that's going to affect is you in the long run. You need to let that go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yes. So speaking of learning with games and talking, <laughs> about, and talking about not really like knowing your audience, that's what yes. we're going to talk about next week. So I'll just mention that before we go to the end, uh, that next week we're going to talk about like how to then, once your idea seems to resonate with some people, how do you like build up an audience and so that you can then get some customers and clients mm. to participate in your idea. And that's, and that is hard. That for me, that's always been, I suppose that's, but that, I think that takes the longest, um, but a, a great area to start is the, the clients that you probably already have. How can you add yeah. value to them? And that's probably what you want to start thinking about now is don't try and get a whole heap of new clients. It's how can you serve the loyal ones you already have? Um, and when, when I've stuck to that mantra, um, uh, most things I've created have been really good. It's when I've tried to do outrageous things that they haven't worked out. And do you know what? That's I think that's the important thing. So think about yeah. who you have, who follows you, who loves your work, and how can you add value to what they're doing or make something easier for them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that last week in my email, I include this thing called the, the boot camp sandwich. Cause I was sharing last week's, uh, uh, podcast about how to come up with ideas. So this is this concept of like how to add value. It's like, where should you add, add value to your clients? If you think of like your group fitness sessions as being like the, you know, the meat, the filling of the sandwich, uh, then you've got bread on top, bread on the bottom. Now the bread on the bottom, that layer should be something that helps people get started with your bootcamp. So what's missing? What obstacles are they having to overcome? What problems are they facing that's stopping them from even, you know, getting off the couch and coming to some of your sessions? So what's that's a way you can add value to people is how can you help them get through that obstacle? Because some people are going to be like, I'm ready to go, but there's going to be some people who follow you who are not there yet. Uh, and then on top of that is the other layer of bread. So that's another way of adding value. Could be another idea, product, service that you offer which then expands on what people are already doing through their boot camp. So traditionally this was like converting people to one-on-one -on -one sessions, but we learned pretty quickly that that's doesn't really scale very well. So it could be, yeah, just something else that you offer to clients who are sort of ready for that, that next level, whether it's something with mindset, whether it's something with nutrition, whether it's um, doing like events, like, gearing up for their first half marathon, you know, if you've got, depending on what your client's interested in, depending what you're interested in as well, um, that's a good way to think of it too. So like what's going to help people get to your bootcamp and then, or what's something that you can offer that's going to help people who already come to your bootcamp sort of take it to the next level. Love it. <laughs> I'm moving little, my hands up and down little, here. There's a little pause there because uh, I, thought, I thought Cole was going to take off then. You can tell when you get really passionate, <laughs> your hands are going everywhere. <laughs> That's great. Uh. Right here, right now. Do you want to go first or do you want me? Uh, you, go, you can go first okay. today. So um, I know we spoke about it quite a bit bit that and I think it's good also to reflect like we've, we've spoken about when we've been down and when we've been struggling a little bit but I also think it's important to say when we're feeling good and 
I made a conscious effort this week that I was like, right, I've been in a bit of a rut. I haven't felt that good. I've been not that motivated. So I've just said, right, this week I'm going to do three hours a day of either walking, exercise, moving my body, anything like that. And this is, we film on Wednesdays, it's coming out on Friday. It's amazing what happens when you do that for three days. Just I'm sleeping better. I, I, I feel happier. I think I've come to terms too with um, lockdown and what we're going yeah. through. But um, yeah, I just think sometimes we. Three hours. It, yeah, three hours. I'm, okay, sorry, you yep. continue. I've got, que- I've got questions. So. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to get in trouble here. So, um, but. Yeah, I think as trainers, we, we encourage other people to move and all these other things, but um, there's ways we can do it. And I've had a lot of phone meetings and stuff. So instead of sitting down, doing them more on Zoom, I put my pods in and I just walk around my court with a mask on. So I'm not really leaving the uh. court. So like I think the last couple of days, I've had like nearly an hour and a half on the phone of meetings and uh. I've walked the whole time doing it. And it's yep. just, and particularly when the sun's out, yeah, it's just made me feel so much better been sleeping better i'm just i'm generally happier so if you are feeling down just go and move your body i know we say it to everyone but yeah i'm actually it is true so yes questions question time cole (laughs) yeah so you break that into segments yep like so my day my day starts so this morning i had an early webinar so i get up and take my dog for an hour and a half walk and i wear a weight vest um, I know I'm not, I'm only allowed outside for an hour. I, I do understand that I, I'm quite good about it. Hopefully no one's listening and in trouble. <laughs> so it's just an hour. All right. So an hour and a half. Um, and then I'll come back and I, I do some body weight inside or I've got a gym yeah. uh, just in front of my office. I'll then go and do a webinar, do a little bit more of a session. I'll do, then I've got this podcast after this, I've got a couple of meetings. So again, I'll go for a walk. Um, then the evening, yep. I normally put my weight vest back on and walk the dog again uh, with my wife. The dog's hating me at the moment because doing that many days. <laughs> but I think if you just make conscious efforts, like, okay, when is there something that I'm doing now that I could change to move my body and do it at the same time? And yeah, yeah. The, the big difference for me is instead of saying, oh, we'll do a Zoom meeting because I'm so sick of looking at a screen. It is seriously, I've had enough. And and most people have as well. So um yeah, we just, I just put the pods in and I say, let's do a walk and talk meeting. And I say, you should do the same thing to these people. And they actually love it as well. So anyway, yeah. that was really long and I ranted. I haven't done a rant for a while. So that's what I've done to change my mindset and feel a lot happier this week than I have for the last couple. It's good. It's hmm. good. Some positive action there. Yes, really positive. Uh, my right here right now is uh, I've been playing a bit of Minecraft. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I sorry to cut you off. Minecraft, where you like you build stuff. I've never understood. You're a teacher. How do you not know about Minecraft? Kids used to play it, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's building. It's like glorified Lego on a screen. Is that? Yeah, it's it's probably got no. Yeah, I'd say it's got a lot of the the appeal of it. It's is a lot similar similar to like similar to Lego. Okay. In that you can create things, however, but everything's cubes. Yep uh and then yeah and yeah i i've played this game on and off since it came out uh when it first became like a paid game before that it was just like a running java game in your browser that you sort of run around and build stuff and um yeah it's yeah in fact like the name bootcraft is inspired by minecraft because a similar 
concept i thought it's like you know you're building boot camp workouts by like these building blocks of of drills uh so yeah very much inspired by that uh but yeah i've been playing it lately with my nephews because they're in uh they're in stage four lockdown and so they've been getting a bit of minecraft time and so it's just been this really fun way to connect with them because they're kids so i don't you know not really like call them on the phone or text them or things like that they don't have phones and stuff um so yeah that's been a really fun way we'll get on on discord which is like a, a voice chat app thing we're chatting to each other and even my nephew who's who's going through mentioned a few weeks ago is going through chemo like on the days he's feeling good jump in and play together as well it's and cool. um, it's just been yeah it's been a lot of fun like rather than because at that age they don't want to like sit and talk through yeah. a video chat like this like especially because yeah. they're doing all their learning through it but they'll sit there and play minecraft and you know you can quiz them about how they're going and stuff like that so um my invitation today is to all the adults out there who haven't played minecraft to don't think of it as just a kid's game like yeah. i was an adult when i started playing it and uh it's just a really fun game that you can uh just be creative and and muck around and mm. play um, it as best that's yeah. the definition, and that's what I know about Minecraft, is that it mixes so many different elements of creative play yeah. into a game. Yeah. And like you just said, I, I love the concept that you can have meaningful conversations while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of similar that when you want to have a really good chat with someone or ask them hard questions, go for a walk so you're not directly looking at each other or, or do it in a car. Do you know what I mean? Never do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. never do it sitting across from someone. And that's that's yeah. the old trick I, I got taught as a teacher. If you need to have a serious conversation with a kid, go for a walk. And it's exactly huh. the same as, do you know what I mean? You want to yeah. find out how your nephews are going. That yeah, You're not going to yeah. jump on Zoom because you're going to get nothing out of them. Whereas yeah. find something that they enjoy, find that common interest, and then you can probably have it. They don't even realize what they're doing because they're having fun with you. I, I yeah. think it's great, mate. Really well done. Yeah, it's good. And yeah, a little uh, tidbit there on play. That was actually the guy who created Minecraft. That was his metric for like keeping or getting rid of new features. So when he was testing new features, he would then go and play the game a bunch. And if he was still enjoying that feature, it stayed in the game. And if he wasn't, he got rid of it. And I think that's why it's this like, you know, even though it's like it's been sold by Microsoft now, it's, it's, it's different. Uh, but at the core of it was always this, like, is this still fun? Like, am I still having fun Love playing that. this game that the creator did? And and that was, yeah, a really cool metric to build a game. I obviously resonated with a lot of other people as well because it's, yeah. it's huge. Well, that's, and, and I, I know it's not talking about Minecraft, but that's what I look at anything I do now is, is this going to bring fun to me or other people? And that's, mm. you know, that's how I design what I do or what I choose to work on. So I love that, do you know what I mean? Like he's designed something that he loved doing and yeah. if he didn't enjoy it, he's got rid of it. How simple is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's wicked. Cool. Go and play Very Minecraft, cool. guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank awesome. you for listening, everyone. And Seth Godin, always a pleasure uh, when you join us. <laughs> Kyle, thanks, buddy. Hope you have a good week, mate. Thanks very much, Dale. Talk to you next time.